Hello everybody and welcome to the UK Packers podcast. I'm going to briefly interrupt the usual broadcast with a special, special story of our saviour. Thank you. Of course there's hope. Of course we believe in each other. You know, we're just going to take one galvanising moment. So whether that's a speech or a practice or something happens in the game, something's got to get this thing going. The moment will be right at one point um, for us to have a, a moment that gets us going in the right direction and hopefully it starts. Once upon a time there was a shining star in preseason with his long, long, Jesus-like hair. And after this star shone so bright, it turned out there was no room at the inn. I mean, the 53-man roster, so... Hello everybody, welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host, that's TDDNFL on Twitter, and of course follow the group at UK Packers. And this is the 10 minute takedown, and I hope you enjoyed the opening. See, this is what happens. That's the equivalent of, you know, going on your laptop, you have to book flights or research something for your dad. He wants new window washer for his car, and you get on, and then, you know, you're, you're 10 hours deep in cat videos on YouTube, you know? For me, it's these uh, five second fight videos. You know, you can see people beating the, you know, what's out of each other. And uh, that's it. And next thing you know, I know all about, you know, Christopher Columbus and whatever else I'm looking into. Uh, but yeah, it's the podcast equivalent. In fact, I have recorded uh, a good chunk of a Mike McCarthy diss track. Not a diss track against Mike McCarthy, but a rap as if Mike McCarthy's rapping. It's very similar to my Winston Moss one. I don't know what the appetite is for a Mike McCarthy diss track, but if you're hungry to hear it, well, dear Jesus, I'm going to play it. So, um, yeah, let me know what you think. But anyway, uh, 10 minute takedown. I know I said no waffle and I'm about three minutes into this already. So we've got seven minutes to talk Vikings here. Uh, But a bit of housekeeping before I go. I mentioned in the last podcast and again, not begging, not putting the hand out. uh, We've started a Patreon page. Uh, I guess it only makes sense. Everybody and their mother has a Patreon page. Um, and it's something that we put an awful lot of time into. So if you're interested in um, offering something, now again, not to hand money over without getting something back, we're effectively give you all your money back after six months. So if you get onto the five quid tier a month, uh, well, then we just issue you with a free tea and shipping um, after six months. And if you decide then to keep donating, we're very grateful for that. And it's up to you. And it's uh, patreon.com forward slash UK Packers. And we've actually got some patrons. So thank you to all of the people 
um, who've jumped on that so far. Also, Black Friday. So if you're listening to it, this is a Thursday 10-minute takedown. You might be listening to it over Friday. NFL Europe Shop are having 25% off everything on the website. Um, and we have that 10% off code. So if you go to UK Packers, I'll call it UK forward slash offers. Uh, but then you get a further 10% off. So you're basically getting over a third off anything you want. It's great for the Christmas prezies. Anyway, I digress. Vikings. I guess we all know what to expect in this game. And you don't need me to come on and and tell you what it is. I guess to highlight some of the, the main things that we have to look out for. And some of the stuff that's been going on. In fact, to prepare for this podcast, I haven't been going near any Packer-related um, websites or articles or coverage or anything like that. I've been delving into the Viking stuff, and it's been horrendous, lads. I've seen the other side, and I don't like it. Um, but yeah, the Vikings obviously fancy their chances. It's at home. They're going to give us the horn, and by that I mean they're going to give us that stupid horn in the in the stadium. Um, which is, you know, we're going to be dealing with a pretty tough atmosphere noise-wise, which will impact the likes of timing and all the rest. And that's why we see mistakes happen and misfires. You're dealing with rookie wide receivers. I always have to make sure how I say that now. Um, and Aaron Rodgers. And, and that's what you talk about with chemistry. And that's why, you know, the Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams are handing off the ball to Aaron Jones is going to work um, because you don't particularly need it. And in fact, if we look at the Seahawks, I mean, they suffered more on offense and offensive miscues than we did we just tended to give up those big defensive penalties and by the way i want to thank everybody who's hit me up at steady the nfl uh, with feedback on my latest pod some people are saying they agree some people say that they don't they like the sort of format of me breaking down it play by play i'm not going to say i'm going to do it because it might not be everybody's cup of tea every game but if people are coming up with narratives like oh the defense will crap that game you know hopefully i could illuminate the fact that they really weren't now coming into this game according to zach cruz and according to packers.com on the injury report that didn't participate is Bashar. Todd Breland, Kentrell Bryce, Mike Daniels, Raven Green, Kevin King, Lucas Patrick, Nick Perry with limited participation from Randall Cobb, Jimmy Graham and Trey Carson now. Uh, Randall Cobb, hamstring, he was out doing long stride practice so he may be a game time decision and Jimmy Graham has smushed up his hand but he still intends to play uh, being the hero that he is. Kind of the opposite of a certain tight end that frequented Green Bay for not a whole lot of time last year um so i guess the concern one there really is mike daniels the key to this game was going to be to get pressure on kirk cousins and i don't mean that in a sort of a cliche kind of way i mean that in a very no bs type of way because where does team get most of their purchase if we look at the vikings you think that they would have a, a crazy good rushing attack with dalvin cook and with him coming back and being healthy this year he was meant to be the game changer for everybody but they're 31st in the league in rushing they just can't get it going and that's something that i'll discuss a little bit later and some interesting things from the uh, minnesota media but if you look at the wide receivers adam thielen uh, is just on track to break all the records in minnesota he's 85 receptions leads the nfl um, and he has over a thousand receiving yards already and stefan diggs as well ranks sixth in the nfl with 71 receptions and as a wide receiver duo, they rank in the top 10 in catches. And again, this is disgustingly, according to Vikings.com. So, I mean, these guys are sort of trumpeted uh, in Minnesota, and rightly so, for being absolutely devastating. But it maybe giggle slightly because they're going through their team trying to say, you know, they talk about Dalvin Cook. And in that game against the Detroit Lions, he rushes for a crazy, um, 
I think he broke off like a 70 yard run and they mentioned that and they mentioned Adam Thielen and his records and the fact that they're the only wide receiver due with a rank in the top 10 in catches and they lead all of the NFL in position groups with uh, receiving touchdowns with 17 coming into this game and then they mention Kyle Rudolph and just say he's played in the most cons- oh, like what is it ranked seventh for the most consecutive games in history and I kind of think it's kind of like he gets a participation award thanks for showing up Kyle um, had him in fantasy uh, not doing too great yeah Dalvin Cook uh, career long 70 yards against Detroit um, which is the fourth fourth longest run in the NFL this season per Vikings.com now what's the narrative to this game the, th- the problem with this is Kirk Cousins got a stinker load of money and he's not living up to the hype you know he's got fantastic weapons and like Mike McCarthy said in these pressures this week this is a big play league now you know you don't usually get people dying by paper cuts the way we used to with Dom Capers. This is like, you know, explosive plays. And that, that rings true because if you look at that Seattle game, you know, our defense was sort of smushing them and getting them off the field and Kyler Farker was playing an absolute stormer and then they would make a big play or there'd be a big, you know, defensive penalty for lads grabbing face masks or, you know, holding or something like that. So that's true. So that's what we have to kind of eliminate here. And there's a lot of occasions, and especially in the tie when we tied the Vikings earlier in the season that's kind of what we saw that was evident is that there looked like there was nothing on even on that pass that uh, Kirk Cousins gets down by uh, Clay Matthews after he throws the ball I mean you know they're making big completions on third down down the field and that's what we need to eliminate in this game so we need a big day from our cornerbacks and our safeties albeit they're depleted and for what pressure we can get up front you know sort of begs the question really now What's interesting about the whole thing is the weakest part of this Vikings team is the offensive line. So if there is a chance for us to get our first road game win of the season, it's going to be this game, I believe. They do have ridiculous weapons. And you like I know Dalvin Cook hasn't been firing on all cylinders this season, but you best believe if you take Murphy's Law into account, which is a real thing, he might have a you know, stormer of a game against the Packers, particularly because we have to try defend against Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen and Dalvin Cook isn't too shabby about catching out of the backfield either because I think they'll try utilize him in some way to limit Kirk Cousins interceptions um, and sack some pressure so hopefully with this weakened offensive line that just can't break open run lanes and that's why they're suffering in the run game and they're, they're in the basement uh, and then we need to not give up big plays so we need a really big day from our rookie cornerbacks on this one um, so another real thing that is is hitting the spotlights in the Minnesota media is Mike Zimmer is sort of at loggerheads apparently with John DeFilippo who is the offensive coordinator now it's so bad up there and we you know if you watch a on any type of a Facebook live or anything like that where they're doing the press conference on Packers.com with Mike McCarthy you know there's all of this kind of thing of you know, sack McCarthy, get rid of him, why is he still here, is he's that guy still talking, who's this dude, you know, but if you look at it the way it is in Minnesota, there seems to be a disconnect between Zimmer and his players, to the extent that Zimmer opened up to the media and questioned if the players are ignoring his message, Um, and then John DeFilippo tends to be kind of annoying Zimmer, because every week, and this is according to Zimmer, Di Filippo keeps adding extra plays and bulking out the playbook when Zimmer being an old school kind of guy wants it brought back to basics so this could either work for us or against us in this game if Zimmer gets his way and they simplify the playbook we could see some real purchase with the Vikings 
in the sense of they simplify stuff, lads know what they're doing because it seems like there's a lot of confusion on offense for the Vikings and that's what's causing them to misfire. There's too much for the guys to notice. And I actually liked Zimmer's quote when he was talking about, you know, play complexity where he said, Vince Lombardi could have, you know, drafted up the play. It could be the best play ever. But if the lads are confused about it and can't run it, it's just never going to work. So a nice homage to uh, Vince Lombardi in that one. So this is going to be a pretty interesting game. Um, You know, the Vikings defense has been firing on all cylinders. Against the Detroit Lions in week nine, they've recorded 10 sacks, which is pretty crazy. And they have 20 sacks over the past five games. Um, And to speak non-flippantly, I guess, about Jay Kumaro, he might add a spark to this team. There's apparently a spring in his step in training. Now, what that means for anything the lord baby jesus himself knows um so we'll see what happens with that the consensus is is that he's going to potentially play even mike mccarthy seemed shocked when the media told him that jake kumaro had said he was ready for the game and he went oh really oh that's encouraging so that didn't sound too encouraging if it was jake kumaro eating me popcorn watching the press conference um so we'll see if he plays um if he does play he could be the spark and one of the packers got to lose you know randall cobb is is suffering from that hamstring injury. Geronimo Allison is out for the season now after surgery, which is the reason why we've brought back Trevor Davis for special teams. Not really directly linked to Geronimo Allison there. Um, and use the other and final remaining IR spot on Jay Coomer, and that's why he's practicing. So from the time you, you put him into practice, he's got 21 days um, for that to be sort of sewn up and finalized that the dude is is coming back so the expectation is that it's only special teams he's going to be a bit of a gunner um, and he will be used sparingly but if you're going to put mvs in there if you're you know you're going to be putting esb in there well then i don't see why you can't give jay coomer a couple of snaps see what he can do with his footwork because remember it was a shoulder injury and apparently his footwork is looking pretty snappy and this is a guy who absolutely rocketed up the wide receiver rankings um, and depth chart during the preseason to the fact that, you know, we were even mentioning his name. I mean, there's been an awful lot of guys like Alex White, if you want to be a Packer purist and uh, a real, you know, anorak going back. Um, and he used to do really well in preseason, but we never got the fan hype, whereas Jay Kumaro has. So if he plays, and I hope he does, because let's face it, lads, we're in the, and ladies, we're in the playoff mode now for the Packers. You know, every game counts. Any loss now is seen as kind of chalked it up to a loss and our season's gone. So what else have we got to lose? Play him. So look, outside of that, uh, again, I want to thank people for, for donating on patreon.com. You get your free tea after six months. Thanks so much. And again, make sure if you're getting on to NFL Europe shop and buying something uh, for one of your loved ones, get on to ukpackers.co.uk forward slash offers and get yourself an extra 10% off on top of that 25%. Why not? Get yourself something nice. Anyway, that's a 10-minute takedown. Thanks for listening. And dear God, why is it on Sunday Night Football again? I will be talking to you on social media from the group account in the wee hours of Sunday morning. Monday morning, I should say. But um, until then, and for the post-game podcast, thanks for listening. Goodbye.